All right, let's be honest. Who really has time to wait for all that bullshit nowadays? Uh, no one does. It's a fast life out there. Live fast, die young. Am I right? Or just, is that? No, that's not how I want to start this. DraftKings, stick and rank is proud to be brought to you by DraftKings, people. The number one sports book in all of daily fantasy. And depending where you live in the States, possibly even just an open sports book. But we're going to talk more about the daily fantasy today. So I personally love using DraftKings. I use it every morning on my face when I'm shaving and also on under my pits to help with the smell. DraftKings is the go-to product when you want to make some money off some other schlumps who don't know nothing about sports. So check it out. We do have a promo code. Use the promo code THPN at sign up. This allows you to get a free entry with your first $5 deposit. That's a free entry with your first $5 deposit. You have not seen an offer like this on any infomercial late at night, like 10 years ago. If you ever watching like Spike TV at like 4 a.m., there was some like slap chop commercials, shit like that. You would never find a deal like this on those infomercials. This is one of a kind. So check it out. Basketball, hockey, U.S. Open golf. Bet on Titty Boy from from Greece losing the French Open. That's never good. Plenty of options out there, people. But <clears throat> that's small news. Promo code THPN. Check it out. DraftKings, thank you very much for all the support over the time. DraftKings, we appreciate it. The more important thing to get to, guys, this is our goodbye. This yeah. is a big-time goodbye. Let's hold in the emotions here. The fellas, which are Elijah, Josh, and Raffle, the ones who have been with you for now, Two years? Is this the second year of Second Rink, I think? Coming yeah, to the end of it. Yeah. Yep, two full years of doing this now. Uh, if you had told me before that it'd be that long, I would have gotten the fuck out of Dodge and ran away. But <laughs> uh, no, here we are. And all, all kidding aside, I want to welcome the fellas for one last time to the Stick and Rink podcast. Josh, how you doing? Oh, harder, baby. There you go. Good, man. <laughs> um, dude, just a, just a whirlwind of emotions, man. I know that obviously last episode we did the live episode with fan interaction, and I felt that that went great. Um, but yeah, man, we're we're coming to the Stick and Rink listeners for one final time here. And it's been an awesome ride. Obviously, the show goes on. The bus don't stop for no one. Uh, mm-hmm. We're still going to be podcasting, just not underneath... Uh, this brand or this network but i think obviously we can't say enough about fippin the thpn boys dylan isha the boys uh for giving us a shot bringing us up to the big leagues um but we're sending ourselves back into the mindsies so i'll throw it back <laughs> into raf how you doing buddy i'm good i'm fucking out here chilling it's kind of a sad way to say goodbye to you guys you know well not goodbye but just like see you for now yeah um Dude, we got what's it called? I want to see how long it takes for one of us to get like emotional about us leaving the whole network. See if we get some waterworks going halfway through the episode or not. Dude, if I get drunk enough, I might start crying. So we'll see. I don't know. You guys know I'm the sensitive <laughs> one out of the out of the three of us. So how many how many white claws do you think that's gonna take? Uh oh, it would take a lot, I would say. Um <laughs> probably like a six pack and for you guys to like really insult me and start really drinking, quite, buddy. And we really question that. really question my character. Um yeah. But uh, yeah, so E, how are you doing? Sure. One final time, buddy. How are you? One final time. I am doing. I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing pretty great. Um, 
yeah I, on the topic of alcohol i feel like at this point it would take like one drop of alcohol to get me crying because that at this point sober elijah is like keeping logic and keeping handling your emotions at the peak level right now any kind of depressant hitting this body like that dude it's gonna be to be like a chemical reaction where you pour like two elmen El, what are they called elmen flasks sure no they're yeah, not maybe. called that i don't know fuck it there's an there's a flask with the letter e you pour with those two shits together it blows up that's what would happen if i put alcohol dude, in my body right now it's gonna be like a fifth grade volcano project you mix the baking soda you mix yeah. the vinegar you drop in some food coloring and boom you got tears probably a way easier <laughs> analogy to make right there that's yeah, what there I you guess. Go. um but yeah, no, kind of an emotional get, little emotional goodbye. I think it's not as emotional though, because so we already got one one comment in the Twitter chat as well. And to any of those who are listening to the podcast version of this, like we touched on it during our our fan kind of community episode there last Tuesday. Um, but we're not done. This is not really goodbye from the internet or anything like that. But we are we are saying goodbye to the Stick and Rink brand. We're saying goodbye to the Hockey Podcast Network. And we are pursuing some other endeavors. We're kind of we're kind of taking a step back from this style of podcasting and this style of content, and which is like very Canucks based, very hockey based, and you know part of a larger network. And we're taking a step back and taking a more uh, personal approach to this. So we we've got some some things in the pipeline with with to do with uh, lots of video content, video projects to do with YouTube and stuff like that. More more lengthy things that also involve you know better quality and more more intention put behind them, but also we're also looking to continue the podcast, but we're going to do it in a much more uh, comedy entertainment standpoint and then some sports added on, on top. It's not going to be a very Canucks-centric thing to do. So um, that's why it's not – I think that's why it's not emotional for me. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but, yeah, that's where I kind of stand on that. I think you yeah. speak for everybody when you say that, though. Yeah. I think we're all kind of very excited to move on to something like a little bit more new, like a little bit more fresh, you know? Yeah. And that's just – you You know what – yeah, fucking red wine in the chat talking about uh, Trevor Wallace. Is that that's who does the stiff socks, right? Yeah, that's a fun one. <laughs> stiff socks is a really good one. Well, I think one of my favorite. You know, there there's there's way too many podcasts out there nowadays, and here we are just creating another one. But one of my favorite parts about all these podcasts out there is there's pr- some pretty fucking good names. I'll give them that. Yeah, like the stiff socks. Like you're you win. I'll subscribe to you. I will never listen to you. I'll subscribe to you just because of the name right there. That's yeah. an easy take. Um. But no, fellas, I mean, so we, we 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 drew up a pretty, I'm going to say a pretty fucking good outline for this last episode. So we are not going out, you know, dicks in our hands here. We're going to swing for the fences one last time. Yeah. Um, I We've already asked how you guys are doing. Um, I do want to take this in a certain direction and I want to bring up a certain topic. If I remember what it was. Uh, I'm not going to name any names here. I'm not going to put anyone on the spot. But we got some people up in the friend groups who are, who are dealing with a certain step of life that... Uh, comes when you when you meet a certain when you meet a person when you meet a girl and you go through the process of having to introduce said girl into friends and actually you know we'll we'll just blanket statement introducing them to anyone yeah that comes with a lot of a lot of different experiences doesn't it guys yeah yeah lots of first lots of awkward pauses yeah. lots of, what, uh, i don't know what? how this is gonna go over but we'll see how it goes why don't we talk about this? So first, so first, like you, you get a new, like you kind of get into a new thing, whatever you want to call it, whatever words happen, whatever labels you put on it. And so what, what should we go for first meeting the parents, either side, you introducing a girl to your parents or being introduced to her parents, which one would you say is worse? I, in my opinion, I would say, I would say my, my parents, 
yeah. I, I don't they're That's they're the not correct response they're they're not judgy uh by any means but you just you never know right like and your parents i think though no no matter what side you're meeting like if if a girl's meeting my parents or if i'm meeting hers it's more so just i think the parents realize it's like i just want my child to be happy mm -hmm. yeah, very sweet so yeah i know there's there's a touching answer um but nonetheless though i mean you just think because for me whenever i have done it in the past i always wonder it's like josh like are you dating a bimbo like are you dating like it's <laughs> like is she gonna be really stupid because your parents aren't dumb you know what i mean i don't think yeah. all of our parents are dumb but like my my biggest fear is like the girl saying like something really stupid <laughs> which which i know that she wouldn't but it's just like what if you're not afraid of you you doing that well both technically i mean like for me like whenever i meet her parents i want to make sure that you know i'm not saying anything dumb i'm not swearing like i'm yeah. very like put together <clears throat> but like when you're when she's meeting yours you're like okay like you know you're not dumb but please don't have a brain fart when you meet them like ever yeah. don't, don't ever have it you know like the first the first impression is the biggest thing yeah yeah you're not wrong raf i i think mine is definitely meeting my parents i like to think i'm pretty okay meeting parents like i feel like yeah. i can talk and i can like get along with everybody it's pretty but... hard to hate your face in the first bit That's thank well you so... thank you that means a lot thank you so much you're, <laughs> you're able to learn I've, I've figured that out but yeah. in the first bit it's hard to yeah but i definitely think the more difficult part is meeting my parents because my mom is an angel she's like literally so nice like super welcoming all that kind of stuff but it's my dad that is so fucking like stone-faced all the time and you have no idea how he <laughs> feels about anything he's very like, rigid the guy, yeah the guy's a legend yeah. but it's like he'll say like a handful of words to you and he'll just be like hey and then that'll be it i'm like okay fucking sick first interaction dude like you're just gonna leave it at that and he's just like he'll maybe like say like a few things here and there and then yeah. out of nowhere like what's it called like we, we were hanging out one time and he's just like like barely said like a handful of words to uh to Carly and we were just like hanging out and then he's just like you guys want to play jumbo jenga and I'm like what the fuck dude <laughs> like is this like your icebreaker right now he's like okay yeah. like he'll do, he'll do like your shit like that but like for the first little bit like you just you can't it's like it's tough to get to know him man yeah nice so yeah I, I would agree that like meeting my parents and just in general my family would probably be like the thing I'm most worried about because it's like <clears throat> I already know I know who they are. I know, like, I know they're over the long term and over like multiple appearances, they will appear as normal. But like, <laughs> this is like, this is like sending someone up. Like, all right, dude, you have one plate appearance. Like, you better do well. Yeah, yeah. you're sending my family up for one plate appearance, and I like my family's a very unique family. We got a lot of shit going on over there. Not like any family doesn't. But and then you throw the personalities in there. My mom's a lovely lady. My dad, lovely person. Brother, sister, everyone. They're great people. But they're just like I've been there for some of the conversations, and I'm like, holy fuck, dude! If yeah, someone, yeah, yeah. if someone, if this was their first interaction with us, yikes! But yeah I, yeah, yeah, I feel much more in control when I'm the one being introduced. Like I get to control the narrative. So if it, so if it ends up all fucky, it's probably my fault. Mm -hmm. But if it does, yeah. the, the flip side, if it ends up all fucky, it was most likely not my fault. You, you which know is what? Like, it's hard to hard to comprehend. You know what though? I actually I like that comparison because it's not maybe so much that the person you're introducing to your parents, but it's also like your parents. You yeah, know? you're like, introducing I mean, your parents everything. to them. 
Yeah, it's like, yeah. dude, it's like, part of where, it. it's like, where do you come from? And like, yeah. if your mom or dad says something dumb, or like they say <laughs> something like really funny, or yeah. if they hit it off, that person is like, okay, like I'm starting to piece together like how Josh acts or the way that he is. Like all yeah. of this is starting to make makes sense. sense. To, yeah, the reason yeah. why he is the way that he is. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Run together now. My question, my question for you guys is this: Would you rather introduce somebody to your parents first or to your friend group first? I would Ooh, go parents I, first. Like I feel like that's the very well. Actually, okay, no, right no. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't think about that before I said it because there's. I feel like there's. There's kind of like a a significance, I guess, to introducing someone to your parents. Like, you know, like that. That's that's always looked at as like socially well, like a big step for some reason. I don't think yeah, it should be, but it's looked at as like. Like yeah. I met his parents already. That's kind of weird. Like, no, yeah. it's like fucking people in my life. I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think though, the biggest thing with that though, is the way that you meet the parents. Okay. Yeah, so the probably. girl that I dated for four years, I met her parents through me walking my girlfriend at the time home from school. And like, oh boy, her parents were just in the driveway and like, they knew she had a boyfriend. We hadn't met yet, yeah. uh, but they were super welcoming. However, if the first time you're meeting them, it's like a yeah. nice big fancy dinner and like a restaurant, <laughs> it's like, dude, like there's nowhere to go. Like you're, you're there for like an hour too. and a half, two but hours. Can't yeah. And you can't poop. You can't poop in the restaurant because that's just awkward. You can't disappear <laughs> to the bathroom for more than like two minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're stuck at that table. Yeah. Um, on the flip side of your question, so that's that's like the parents setting. My friends, I, I feel like uh-huh. sitting with friends is always very informal. You know, it's like, let's go for drinks, you know, yeah. come hang out at my place, you know, whatever it is. Um, however, in our specific scenario, do I want to introduce a girl to my mutant friend group? The girls, <laughs> the girls are fine, but there's certain people in our friend group and they, and the people listening know who I'm talking about. It's actually one specific person. Do I want my girlfriend meeting this guy who's just like an absolute menace to society? <laughs> I just, I've always wondered that, you know? Yeah. It's just like, yeah. God, like Josh hangs out with a bunch of fucking tool sheds. Like what, what is he doing? Josh just hangs out with a bunch of fucking mouth breathers. <laughs> isn't, yeah. Isn't that um, exactly the comparison you talk about with the parents where you're like, you start to figure out like, oh, that's why he is the way he is. Like I get yeah. it now. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like they get. There's a lot of explaining about yourself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel, I feel like the parents paint the pictures to like who you were growing up and like kind of like shaping like your values and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But your friend group shapes <laughs> the way that you are now. But day to day, they shape who you are day to day. Yeah, you you model oh, yourself after the people that you're around the most, which is yeah. easily your friends, mm-hmm. um, especially at this age. So it's it's definitely an interesting one. But I would say the friend group. Is my answer. I would much rather introduce the friend, introduce to friends, and then parents. Yeah, yeah. I would. It, it's um, this is an interesting point. Like on, on what you said, like introducing to friends. I I've been in a, a long term committed relationship of the as they say now for about seven years. So uh, oh, yeah. this is yeah, this is uh, this is old territory for me. It's almost like can't even remember. Um, but I have been told as the as the person being introduced now over the span of many different people. 
Um, I've been told th- there's been things I've been told before, like, Hey, Elijah, like keep your shirt on. I don't want them seeing you shirtless. Cause like, that's not fair. And I, yeah. I, I completely understand that. Like that's fair. That make that makes sense. I don't want to make anyone jealous. You know, that's, that's totally par for the course for me. Can, can we but, talk about though? Like on the topic of meeting friends though, how long it took you to introduce your girlfriend to everybody? Dude, I've talked to Megan before about this and she says yeah. it did not take that long. Like it, she's, she's on record saying that not me. You and Megan dated for a year. No, before I met no Megan. chance. One hundred zero chance for a year. Well, no, actually, I, I will probably I will probably agree to that. But also, you and I weren't that close for that year because I was going to school still. Yeah, we were in different so universities. I, yeah, we were like we literally didn't but see still. each other for months at a time. Yeah, but we still like whereas nowadays hang out at your place. Not often though. Like I would say, not even once a month, dude. Like it wasn't that much. So maybe you're maybe you're right. Maybe it was a year. Maybe I avoided you. I didn't want you taking your shirt off, showing her your little hairy pepperoni nipples, you know? (laughs) Okay, get the fuck out of here. Get the Um, fuck out of here. So yeah, so introducing girls to the friend group, that this is an interesting one. Now, we're at a very interesting age right now where not interesting, it's a clear age where we're still young and like like Josh said, everything's very informal. So you know, it's usually it could be large groups at times. It could be like just fucking on a whim at a beach after a drunk night. Um, things like this that just make it easy to do things. But you know what I'm kind of worried about is is as we get older, like once you get into your 30s, dude, or like even close to it, you kind of get away from this informal stuff because you don't have a lot of time, right? Yeah. Like almost yeah. every interaction you have with anybody, whether it's introducing them to someone or not is like, hey, do you want to grab dinner? Or like, do you want to do this very scheduled activity? Because that's the time we have set aside. So it's like, dude, well, that could be that could be fucking but, scary one day. But, yeah. but you know what, though? With, as you get older, and, and I hate saying this because, like you said, we're getting to that age where we are getting older. Probably, you know, six, to seven, six to seven years away from this. All three but, of us are fucking closer to 50 than we are to zero. But so. I, I... I mean, like, technically, yeah. I yeah. hate the day when i have to message one of you two shitheads being like hey guys like you want to go to like a nice restaurant with me and so and so and like have one of them one of you guys be like wait what like we're going for like dinner dinner like a formal dinner and we're like yeah "Yeah, like dinner dinner or or you go over to someone's like brand new house or something and you're just like like what is this like we're just having yeah. wine and we're just talking like we're not just doing shots and we're not you know just <laughs> partying hard josh we're already there for that one dude i don't i do not party hard i would say like eight like 19 out of 20 times i do not party hard anymore yeah can't wait yeah i don't know but think about it this way though too like if you think about a friend group and the amount of people that are let's say like doing new things and want to like let's say like getting houses or doing this that the other right who do you introduce your significant other two first because like obviously you can't get them all out of the way within like a week or a month window you know what i mean yeah i think we have so many different people that like we are close with that we'd have to introduce them to at some point i think that you and you don't want to offend anybody by introducing them a little bit later than someone else you know well i think i think the biggest thing and if they're really your friends they would understand but i would always try and cater that you know my significant other's personality to the couple that I'm introducing them to. Yes. Like similar personalities, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. like if someone is very introverted, I'm not gonna go to someone who's like really like outgoing and fucking energetic. Like I'm gonna go to someone who is a little bit more not reserved, but also just introverted. 
you know, but if I have like someone who's very talkative and like, we want to, you know, go out and like just have instant conversation, like, and just start laughing right off the get go, then I would cater to that friend as well. Yeah. But another big factor that, that you also have to consider. So it's just like the timing of the whole thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like some people could not be available immediately. Some people could have other shit going on. Your schedules just yeah. don't match up, line up. So it could also be kind of problematic in that I w- sense. I would say like looking back now and analyzing the way that fucking 19 and 20 year old Elijah handled this situation. It was very much like, uh, like is it called baptism by fire? Is that what it's called? Trial by fire. Trial by fire or something like that. Yeah, I was like, I was literally just throwing her into every large social situation that there was. I was like, yeah. it was... At, at the time of university, it was like, hey, uh, there's a party tonight, and like everyone I know is going to it, so we'll just meet everyone. Don't yeah. worry. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what, though? That, that <laughs> might also, that's also pretty good in the sense that, you know, for example, if the, if you're double dating, you don't mm-hmm. have to rely on just two people to make conversation yeah. with your significant other. Like, everyone's going to meet her. So if you bring her to everyone, there's going to be 10 people lined up that are, that are going to want to talk to her. Yeah, and, sure. and there's hopefully you bat at least like five or ten where five people can actually vibe and maybe the other five don't. They don't necessarily dislike her, but they just have not common interests. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, but it, it, it totally goes to the personality thing, like you were saying, though, because like if it was if it was flipped and if I was had to be introduced to like a large number of people in whatever amount of time, I'm I'm the type of person where it's like, dude, just like drop me off like i'm a i'm a kid going for a play date I, you don't even need to be there i'll just introduce myself like I, i'm very i think for me, though, I can do it. me personally speaking i need some liquid courage if i'm going into like a big <laughs> event you know what i mean yeah. if i yeah. only know that person and i'm meeting all of their friends i need wine i need beers depending on where we are i just tequila need, I need stuff. No, not tequila because I'm not getting loser drunk in front of. <laughs> that's that for a first impression. Uh, a great loser drunk. Sick, dude. There's just there's just certain <laughs> there's certain intangibles that I would need. You know, like I would need like yeah. an open setting. You know, like a beach party or a bonfire or something like that. You know what I mean? Not yeah, some big fancy dinner. I'm like, oh, like who's this? And like everyone's just like staring at you. I don't like that. I need yeah. something a little bit more casual. Fair. Yeah. That's like that's uh good. that's like what's it called the other day though, the first time when we put Carly in the Facebook group chat. One of our <laughs> friends invited her into the group chat with like I think sixteen other people. And I sat there, I was like, I don't fucking know how this is gonna go over. I'm like, this is either gonna be really, really good or just like a complete total dumpster fire, you know what I mean? Because like like you guys said, you're it's like trial by fire, you're being thrown to the wolves and you're just gonna have to wait and see what happens. You got no control it, over it, right? It was it was actually a baptism by fire. Yeah, there yeah, you go. No. Yeah. yeah, water and fire. Yeah. Well done. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Oh, um, man. Okay. Any other questions about introducing girls into the friend group or families? No. I was gonna I was gonna say a mean joke there, but I didn't. It was about no one in particular. It. I was gonna say we don't need to talk about the bitches anymore. <laughs> but All that's right. just see, you made me say it. I wasn't I actually didn't say it. Raffle said it. No, so, I applaud you for saying it. I think it's a good move. I think it's ballsy. Yeah, it was, it's kind of like a blanket statement, you know? Yeah. What do you yeah. do on your last episode? You make you make edgy statements. Try and get there the buzz go. going. If you see the viewership go up to like 300, let's just end it. And let's just like leave. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Probably it's always best to go it on top. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. Uh, I got a new, I got another topic or actually, hey, take the reins, dude, if you're ready. All right. I'm ready. Boys. Okay. Wills. So what happens if one of us fucking kicks the bucket? 
And do you guys have a will? I don't. I don't even have oh, fucking God, possession. No, dude, we're in our 20s, dude. If you have a will, that's fucked up. Yeah. So what what, what was the question over wills? I don't really well, know where we wanted to go with that. So it was it was because so I went over to my my parents' house over the, the last weekend and my grandparents are, are like they've made their will and like <laughs> it's just like fine-tuning things, I guess, at times. Yeah. And he he had texted me and my brother and he was like, Hey, do you guys want to come over and like uh like sort out some things for the will? And like I kind of pieced through that statement and it was he was basically like getting through some physical items, like actual like knickknacks and just like things he has that would probably otherwise be donated okay. um so they weren't not like almost there was a few things but most things were like not heavy sentimental value but either way it got us both talking just about like wills and stuff like that mm -hmm. and just how like eerie the conversation is talking about someone about their will like it's just a very very especially your grandparents dude like people that are old it's yeah. fucked. Well, it's a very real conversation just, to have Fucked. right yeah it's it's right fucked up i mean, i'll show up i'll show up my you... grandpa he gave me some sick tennis balls there you go <laughs> it's like it's something that you never really up. consider and you don't like think about them dying anytime soon or like passing anytime soon right but it's like the moment you bring it you like say the word will it's like holy shit you realize how old they are and it's like yep. something could happen at any point in their lives you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Like we, were, we were we were talking about my grandparents the other day and it's like we were talking about going to visit them back in poland next year and it's like, we're kind of planning on making it a little bit more of an urgent trip, right? But it's like, they're in yeah. their 70s. You know what I mean? So it's like, realistically, anything can happen. Like, you want them to live for yeah. another 20 years. That sounds like a long time. But oh, yeah. anything and can happen Megan's, in the next, like, 5, 10, 15 years. Yeah, Megan's family. And, and, and I've, I've heard of a lot of families that do this. And they kind of, uh, they don't do this all the time. But you kind of, like, start dubbing every trip to go see people as, like, this might be the last one. Yeah, like you do that for a long time. You do it like multiple times. It's just like a very eerie feeling sometimes. Do you do you find it weird that we don't consider that for ourselves though? Yeah, like all the time when we hang out because it's like anything could happen. Like a freak accident could happen. One of us yeah. could get into a car crash or something. Somebody could die, pass away, or something like that. And then next thing you know, it's like they're gone, That's and you would have never one. thought it's yeah. And that was the last one. Yeah. The last yeah. thing you say to somebody could be really bad. It could be really no. good, but it's it's actually so interesting that we talk about this and i'll share kind of a personal story so i guess maybe i want to say it was four months ago um my, my grandfather on my dad's side passed away um and on and this is and this is a super touchy story so i'm not gonna i'm not emotional like i'm not gonna get emotional about it but you know i he came from lethbridge over to the island to see my dad obviously my grandma was there too um and he was he was 92 like he was he was old and we you know i saw him and you know there was there was a little bit of me and this is such a negative thought in my mind but my dad kind of pointed it out to me as well saying like you know like he's he's old like you know, mm. we, we may not like, he may not last or, you know, like, you know, he's just, he's just getting older. And, you know, I really took that and like, I embraced so much time with him in that moment. And sure enough, that was actually the last time I saw him. And like, it was crazy to say, like, you know, I remember hugging him at the last point. It was just like, wow, like that yeah. is so surreal to me. But I'll always have that memory of him kind of, you know, that that was the last time. Yeah. You know, we we went to that goats on a roof place on the island. 
we were had a couple drinks just of you know some rum oh, he, coke, he was some whiskey. he was fucking rooting tooting all the way to his last days eh oh uh, yeah hell yeah. hell yeah um and he was just like and still like great sense of humor and like it's i feel like that was like a perfect like it was it almost provided some sort of comfort for me obviously when i was upset like obviously that he's gone um but it just like it it's it's an interesting thought you know what i mean like when Absolutely. when that's kind of put to you about like your parents you know what i mean like like the your parents wrath say like you know like we should probably go out and see them not yeah. saying anything's wrong with them but hey you know <laughs> never know like what when is that last time like we're all getting older but our parents are getting older our grandparents yeah. are getting older and you it it's so corny to say but you really want to savor that time yeah. that you have with them exactly you know, and the shitty thing is too, it's like you never really consider it. Like you always think about how much older you're getting, but like you said, it's like they're getting older too, and it's just kind of like a mm -hmm. thought in the back of your mind that it's like, hey, every single year that passes, they're a year older too, and it's just like they're one step closer to whatever yeah. might happen. And it, and it's and it's crazy too because for me, like obviously, like the original emotions are, you know, I don't see them enough. I don't, you know, do all this, and obviously, like mm -hmm. COVID's a thing. But you know, even before that, you know, you're like, well like what effort have I made? You know, they always wish you a happy birthday. There's always yep. something in the mail that comes for you. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's just so wild, like how much like your grandparents care about you. And I guess yeah. we're kind of stemming off from like the whole will thing, but like, nonetheless though, like you want to have that relationship with them. Yeah. Yeah. Know? So, yeah. yeah, I would I would say that the interesting point for me is uh, like looking at the different generations of your family and seeing what stage of life they are. Like when you start going through these thoughts, yeah. like I remember being a little kid and like kind of like your first dealings with death of like a significant person in your life, whether mm -hmm. it be like family member or whatever. And you kind of like the first time it hits you, I felt like it hit me very hard on just like trying to understand what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Um, and then also, I feel like I'm going to go through many stages of life where it just kind of hits you for like a long time and you get over it or you kind of work through it. Um, but anytime that happens, I kind of look at the different people in my life, like my grandparents both being in their like early 70s, I think, and not the best health wise, but yeah, like kind of thinking, okay, and my parents being in their early 50s, also not the greatest health on some of them there. But you kind of think to yourself, not only do I feel like I need to do, have start like allocating time now, Mm -hmm. But I feel like if I wait at all, like they're only getting older and the things they can do are more limited. Like, yes, you can, uh -huh. you can spend quality time with someone of, of any age, but yeah. in terms of like what my grandparents were able to do when they were in their like late fifties, early sixties compared to what they can do now. Like, I wish I had realized that when I was a fucking dumbass 12 year old and 15 year old, but yeah, like you, almost, yeah. You, do? you, you almost beat yourself up for it in a way because it's yeah. like, fuck, like, and obviously like. You know your parent you're like your grandparents and your parents will never like you know hold that against you you know what i mean it's no. just get caught up in life and like i feel like now is such a a crazy stage of our lives where we're all growing up and we're all trying to build a career and you know have relationships and and all this type of thing and you just get caught and this is like something that i realized is like you just get caught in your own shit. and yeah. it and it's it's no fault like it's no fault of your own you're just you're just busy and like i think like the worst part is is like your grandparents are always thinking about you and they and they understand yeah and, yeah. Like, and like and <laughs> that's, that's like and the that's, worst best part like about it worst, that's the worst feeling it's like they're thinking of you and like probably on like a daily basis at least like a weekly 
like, hey, I wonder how Raph is doing. I wonder how Elijah is doing. I wonder how Josh is doing. You know, that yeah. those thoughts are going through their mind. And it's like, how often do I think about, hey, like, how's my how's my grandma doing? How's my how's my grandpa doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, and that's and the worst part is, is like, you think about that and you feel guilty. But they yeah. just, they never hold that shit against you. Well, they understand, because they were at that point uh, at some point oh, in their lives, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what's, you know what's oh. fucked? There's, there's never been, there's probably never been one fucking, like, young child, young adult that has prop that has allocated enough time as they think they should. There's never yeah. been. No one's ever You're always going to think you need to allocate more time with your parents. Yeah. And, even like, the, you know what the worst part is? Is, like, even the fact that we're talking about this, boys, is that we're going to, we're going to be that. Yeah. We're, oh yeah, we're, that's we're fucked. That. And you're you just think you're like, well, I realized it when I was that age, so I so I understand. And the cycle fucking continues, and it's just, yep. and that's just like a part of life that's actually like so depressing. I'm so, actually like, getting sad right now. I know. <laughs> so what you're saying is, as parent, as older parents and young grandparents, one day we have to break the cycle, and we have to literally, probably daily, guilt trip these kids. Yeah, you, you know, gotta what? be like, listen, I like, I think my hip's going out today. Like, I think I'm falling today if you don't come. In fact, I yeah, will yeah. fall today. Yeah, yeah like yeah. it almost makes me think it's like, hey, like, what are you doing today? It's like, oh, hey, Grandpa, sorry, like I'm golfing with the boys. It's like, cool, I can still drive a golf cart, and you just yeah, go yeah. hang out with them. <laughs> you you know just, I mean? you're like, oh, I'm meeting this girl first day. It's like, oh, great, I'll pick up the bill. I'll be there soon. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah. And then, like, Raph's <laughs> grandson is going to be, like, a gaming fucking wizard who's going to be making millions. And Raph's like, I'll fucking take you any day, you sonny. Yeah. And just fucking <laughs> carry him in Call of Duty. Ball Fire him. up the old PS4 because it'll be, like, 80 years <laughs> old and you'll smoke him. Dude, I really <laughs> hope my kids fucking and my grandkids play video games. I think that'd be fucking sick. Dude, that, dude that's epic. That's that'd actually be like epic. a different. I can't wait for for how good video games are going to be. When yeah. you're 85 years old, Raph, yeah, and you're gonna be like, you're gonna be so fucking mind blown because you're just gonna yeah. be out of the game for so long. You're gonna be like, holy shit, like that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, you just like fucking jack into it, and then you're just like physically there. You know what I mean? Like, the, <laughs> oh, the, dude, it's like that. Uh, what was that Gerard <laughs> Butler movie? It was not good. But it was yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. that one. that one's like yeah. very VR based and like actual real life. That's what oh, I of picture course. gaming being one day. So you like, actually feel the pain and everything. Fuck. I have a so, question for you guys, though, on the topic yeah. of wills, if I can gravitate away from this a little bit. Yes. Yeah. So speaking of wills and say like your grandparents' wills, your parents' wills, all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. would you rather know what you're going to be getting in the will or would you rather not know? I would, you, I would so rather. So like, let's say, let's say like hypothetically speaking, you know there's a will, you know that you're in the will, but would you be told exactly what you're getting or would you not know what you're getting? Thanks. I would rather, I would rather not know. And yeah. there's a couple reasons for that. The first one, and like, I hope nobody takes this the wrong way, but yeah. like, if you're if you know that you're getting something cool, you're like, oh my god, like I'm getting something so cool. It all, I feel like that possession or whatever it is, takes away from that death. You yeah, know I mean? like it takes something away. Yeah. Whereas, okay. you know, if you don't know, and you get like an item or whatever it is, you know. Um, and you get that and you're like, wow, like, you know, that I know that my grandma or grandpa thought about me mm -hmm. when they saw that. Yeah. And I think that means a lot to me. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, that's one thing. That's one memory that we both shared, that we both remembered. And that's mine now. See, so I kind of agree with you in that sense. And 
like I'd, I'd much rather not know because I feel like that knowing can sometimes cause there to be a lot of internal grief within or not grief, yeah. but greed within a family. Absolutely. So it's like, like Josh, you fell asleep during this movie, but like knives out or even something like grand Budapest yeah. hotel where there's like I, an individual that passes knives out. I ended up rewatching it like the next year actually. So I have seen it, but yes, yeah. I, I understand that comparison. Yeah. So same kind of concept. Like there's an individual who dies and at Grand Budapest Hotel, same thing, an individual who dies and they leave something. In Knives Out, they, the guy leaves something to his uh, caretaker. And then in Grand Budapest Hotel, they leave it to a lobbyman, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can see the families have like this like feeling of entitlement to receive this very, very valuable gift that they thought would belong to them. But in reality, it's like it belongs to an individual who meant so much more than those people did. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that causes like this internal conflict within the family. So I think that's kind of why it's a bad thing to know exactly what you're going to be receiving because other people might not take well to it and they might despise you for it, you know? Yeah. Like I think, yeah. I think a perfect comparison of that, and I'll let E jump in here in a sec, is another movie reference is, have you guys seen Gran Torino? Ages ago. With yeah. Cl- okay, so remember at the very end, like Clint Eastwood, spoiler alert, so if you if you want to watch Gran Torino and you don't want to spoiler, turn it's this like off. fucking 2007, relax. Yeah, if you've anyway. been living under a rock, too. Okay, cool. But remember at the end, Clint Eastwood dies his character dies and he we like his granddaughter who treated him like shit expected that she would get the gran torino yeah he leaves it to the friend that actually had more of an impact on his life three months than she ever would have yeah Yeah. so it's an interesting kind of thought you know what i mean like i feel like you should never try and as your grandparents get older i feel like that's such a greedy and just kind of shitty thing to do it's like hey like my grandparent dies like i want to make sure i get that it's like what do you mean like yeah, in order for you to fucked. get that you have to wait for your grandfather to die like what yeah like, who are you you're almost yeah. like banking I mean, on their death in that sense yeah because i would trade everything in that they gave me to get them back you know 100%. what i mean so anyway and those are the people who team. almost those are the people who almost like deserve those kinds of gifts because it's like those yeah. gifts hold little to no value to them that is just kind of like they want those gifts for the memories you know yeah exactly yeah. it's the sentimental stuff anyway exactly he, where do you stand on it would you rather know or not know oh definitely like definitely rather not know Absolutely. i would i would even go as far as to say like i would almost rather just completely opt out of like being in the well like yeah. just to, just to like almost know for sure that i made the choice and like i don't want that to be like a connection of any kind I get like maybe maybe I fuck up and I lose a bunch of money, but I mean, in the end of it, like looking back at my life, if if financially I don't get to where I want to, I don't believe it's going to be because of an inheritance or not or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I do have this kind of mixed feeling about about wills and just about like the way money works and stuff like that. Not because I I do get like if you don't give it to someone, I'm pretty sure the government just takes it, doesn't it? Like yeah, I I, I, I imagine. Yeah, so. well, it, I think it depends on what it is. Yeah, like, like, if it's well, like let's just say like, then, yeah. like yeah, what do you, what happens if like a really rich person just dies has no will? Yeah, well, the what thing the fuck is, happens? I actually learned in my computer investigations class, we yeah. got on this website um, where it actually shows a list of bank accounts that are of deceased people and there's just unclaimed money just sitting there. Yeah, what the and fuck, like, dude? And like the totals that I saw, it's like, some people had, you know, 25,000. That's just on, you know, unclaimed. Then there's like yeah. 200 bucks. And it's just like bank accounts from people that are, that are dead. 
So I, I don't really know what happens to it. I think it's probably like a there, there's a way they lost and found where it's like okay, if this isn't claimed in the next twenty years, like we take it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Totally. Yeah. That's anyway. that's the weird. So I I totally think like will, wills are great. Don't get me wrong, but I think uh, just any any like what is once there's like the single most or single slightest evidence of there being like any kind of tension about it then i'm out like take me out of it i don't want yeah. anything to do with it yeah no this that's, is, that's this the is other stupid thing. at that point yeah like as soon as someone starts fighting over something it's like come on man like what yeah. are you doing? if you want to be that greedy like sure but yeah it's just like i don't know that the feeling that you have with like obviously that person that's probably close to you because they're a family member it's like really like you really want to fight over this? It's like it was given to me, but you want it? It's like, come on. Like, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the end of it. Yeah. But shout out. If, if you got some tennis balls, I will take them. That is, <laughs> that's basically what we're talking about right now. Well, um, let's uh, let's bounce it to a way more emotional thing to talk about. Let's get the real tears, tears going here. Uh, I'm talking all you fucking nose pickers out there. All you homeboys ride with me. Ride with me on this one. My mom is in the chat too. What's up, mama? I can. Yeah, we're, we're talking about wills. That's right. I can. Or we talked done talked about it. Um, Kim, say hi to Carly. Just uh, you can write, hey Carl. It's easy for you. You know what you're doing there. Um, also, so talking about nose pickers. Um, basically, so I, I I put out this poll on Twitter. This was today. I basically just said straight up question requiring a straight up answer. Who picks you? Do you guys pick your nose? Fucking 16 people had the audacity to say no. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Nowadays, so the amount of responses on that poll, too. Hey, yeah, it was like 80 people or something like that. Yeah, and maybe you like, I'll throw it over to you guys very quick here, but I'm sorry if you try and tell me you don't, you're a fucking liar, dude. (laughs) You are lying through your nose. I, Fellas, you guys are you guys are a couple knuckles deep daily, right? I uh, oh easily. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't I, want to admit I, it, but yeah. I just the, <laughs> the, the the thing is though, boys, and and here's my thing is when people say that oh I don't pick my nose, really? You're telling me that there's not like some dried up fucking booger in your schnoz that every time you breathe in there's a whistling noise and you just can't get it out. <laughs> now, now, and like, oh, I blow my nose. No, you don't. You don't no. blow it out because that shit doesn't come out of your nose when you blow it out. The only yeah. time people blow their nose is when they're fucking sick. And if you yeah. have a runny nose, like if you have, okay, here's, here's my thing. If you have dried up snot, you pick your nose. If yeah. you have a runny nose, you blow it because it'll come out because it's just, it's just thick. Okay. So if you have a runny nose, then yeah, sure. People, people blow their nose. But to say that in the last week, that if we ask those 80 people, they have not once Pick drilled for gold. You're a fucking liar. You are a liar. And you I just, would, I would okay. really like some takes. I would really like some takes from some female listeners as to if they pick their nose or not. Yeah, I, I need some fucking feedback on that one too. Dude, I need. I just I think you they nodding? do it in a less obvious way. They do it in a less obvious way. Because oh yeah. What, because <laughs> what they'll do is like this to me. If you like massage your nose almost like that, like shit will actually come out of it. I would say. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? 
Like they're not full on like up so in the nostril. I'm just gonna jump into this real quick. I'm gonna yeah. fucking go through my day real here, real quick here for you guys. <laughs> I'm gonna so grab I'm just gonna every, single, I'm gonna, every single nose pick ever. I, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the fucking the the lowdown of how this works for me, and this. This might lead to breaking some friendships. This might lead to people never wanting to shake hands with me again. I don't give two fucks because this is who I am. Take it or leave it. So I'll wake up in the morning and whatever. Bob's your uncle. Maybe maybe take a peek. Maybe take a peek at each one. See what's up. You know, you sleep for a long time. We all do it with our eyes. We all get boogers in our eyes. Take that yeah. out. Okay, so maybe I don't get anything. That's not really the juicy part of the story. But I go to work. I probably work. I, I work from like 830 to 3 something like that. So a good six and a half hours. I will not pick my nose there. It's you got to keep it professional out there. People it's part of part, probably part of like responsibilities and ethics. Don't pick your nose at work. Fair enough. During a pandemic, also not a smart thing to do. So I don't do that. When I get in my car, I drive the same way home. Like everyone does every time. There's okay. a certain part of my, on my drive there. Like the first part of my 12 minute drive home or 10, 12 to 15 minutes is bottlenecked. And so I don't do anything there because I'm like, you're bumper to bumper with people and people are looking right at, I'm not trying. Cause once I start picking it, this is like, so. this is, this is now a five minute, like clear out. Like I need, I need it all. Going. Like I'm not going in for just, I'm not getting a taste. I'm getting the whole fucking thing. So yeah. I wait until I'm past the bottlenecked area. And then I get onto the highway. I do like a little, like, like, long long circle merge onto the highway and there's even a part of this merge where i or i pass oncoming that's usually bottlenecked as well so i don't do it there because i don't want to risk being seen <laughs> but the yeah. minute that i am like parallel with my traffic that's also going like 120 dude Not it's okay. game on like yeah. it's game on and man sometimes the satisfying feeling of getting like a fucking day's worth of buggers out your nose i just i can't equate that that's that that's serenity that is serenity right there what do i do with it after i try and flick it out the window so okay this is leading into my next this is leading into my question actually so like i think all of us can all admit that at some point on our commute home we do do that do exactly that josh you can admit it you're not going to fucking admit it but you can admit it um easily yeah my big question for you guys is are you big pick and flick people or do you pick and do you wipe Uh, i will say i've picked and wiped before i'm not proud (sighs) of it I will oh. sell my car one day, and I will not tell the person who's buying it. But yeah. Uh, yeah. have you guys ever done the Yolo? It's like you do it, and then it's like you just like keep it on your finger and like grind yes. it into dust. Yes, <laughs> you're not the only one that does that. Thank fuck. That's so weird that we all do that, dude. And Raph, the wet, the wetter it is, the longer it takes. But if oh, you just so commit, long. it will work eventually. Just eventually, sometimes like just my entire car commute home, just like sitting there, just like <laughs> <laughs> get out dude. the car, just. Done. <laughs> Are you ever driving and like you, you you realize you're like I've been doing this for like three minutes. Like what? Why is it working? I think the one awkward moment where you have to touch your steer, steering wheel with your left hand, but your left hand is like covered in fucking. So you're like, oh god. Looks <laughs> yeah. like I'm not throwing on a blinker this time. <laughs> Just yeah. change to the right lane. I I think for me, so like if I've ever picked it in my car, it honestly like this, I'm not so proud to say this, but like I've picked it like if it's really running like i'm not even joking like i'll pull one out i'm like oh my god like it's it's puts it back in like <laughs> like it's runny you know what i mean you pull it out and it's yeah. hard and then it runs like that's easily wiped on the floor mat i'm like oh. <laughs> the floor mat the side of your seat everything like that is just fucking oh, disgusting 
<laughs> and and you know what though? I like how Elijah is very like in tune as to like when he does it, even when he's in his car. Because oh, yeah. when I'm in my car, dude. I don't care if I'm bumping a bumper. If these people want to judge me, what are they gonna do? No, if, no, if you but judge you... me, I'm gonna roll down my window and flick it at your car anyway. Oh, don't you roll me. down their window, booger picker, and yeah. they just drive and then, off. And then, and, then, and then as as their window is being rolled down, they're judging me. I'll flick it into their car and peel out. And see you later. Dude, are you telling me? Are you telling me bumper to bumper? You are. <laughs> My mom, my mom currently says she is dry heaving right now. <laughs> I know that feeling, Kim, very well. Yeah. Dry heaving. I do it when I'm drunk. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say though, there is no way you are bumper to bumper with someone, and you're okay. doing that. Like I, well, okay. I I'm very okay. open about I, doing it, but like I, I, I kind of fear getting caught. Okay, so like I, I don't want to get caught doing it. I, I actually do a couple things here to to avoid. Okay, so. The car in front of me, I don't, I don't give a shit because I'm not making direct eye contact with me. Yes, if fair. I have, yeah, if behind I, you, probably good. If if I have to drill, I actually like stop at a <laughs> distance <laughs> where if they if they shoulder check, my face is blocked by the pillar of their car. Yeah. So they so they don't see me. The person that's like in my blind spot back to my left, they can see it. I don't give a shit because I'm not paid. Yeah face to them but i'll never you're right i i don't think i'll ever pull alongside someone and just shove it up <laughs> just, go, dude, just go and like you do you don't even do like the front like you do like the full knuckle turn and like you're fucking well, going like well, angles too know, like i'm i'm like that i'm a scraper i scrape it out of the side of my nose and oh i think i'm like a yeah, try and I get as far back i think i go along like the the outside wall and then i try and get as deep as i can and then cut back in and bring it all down <laughs> You go like out a the good... wall and then you go in? I think so. I want to say that's what I... Yeah, I think that's like kind of what I do. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I, 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 feel I, like, I feel like your index finger, the first time you go in, like for that first time of the day or like that big time, I feel like it's kind of like a, a feeling out for like a half second. You're like, you, you almost like scan the area. You're like, all right, where's where's the damage? What do I got to go? And then you, you go from there. Yeah. That's kind of what I think. Okay, so as much as I love talking about nose picking, can we actually move on? Yeah, one sec. I have one like real <laughs> quick question to, to wrap it up. If you had, if you could pick, <laughs> Assad in the fucking Twitch chat says, "Use your pinky; it's a game changer." I don't <laughs> think I. Have, I feel like I don't have the dexterity with the pinky. No, dude, he's honestly right. It's dude, like it's like when you dude, take it's like when you take the the scalpel over the hammer and you just go in there and you just gotta. <laughs> if, you, if you pick your nose like that, you're fucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like who are you fucking dr evil like... yeah seriously <laughs> you're doing that dude oh my god uh okay real quick though if you could choose one thing to normalize in society like like completely destigmatize, would you rather be farting or picking your nose farting, farting. for sure you think so Far farting is such a bigger relief yeah but, you're okay, right here, you're right here's my thing about that though is the funniest thing about that is like, could you imagine just like at work? Like, I want like the same sense of humor we have around farts to still carry over into that question. No, you know I, mean? I don't want it to be normalized to the fact where like people don't bad an eyelash. Like, I still want people to think it's funny so that way it's like no one's grossed out and they don't smell. You know what I mean? Like you're at work, you're you're talking to someone, they just let one go, and you guys just start laughing. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
yeah. dude could you imagine being in a restaurant if everyone's just ripping ass and it's totally kosher like that's just like that's like people could coughing everyone's just dude could you imagine like, just thing left dude, right and center dude your yeah. server's taking an order like you just get your food like you're sitting in a booth <laughs> server walks by and just like and like it, it's it's kind of like sneezing you're just like oh sorry my bad <laughs> excuse me sorry just had a massive burger for my break my bad <laughs> <laughs> chili's oh, chili's on special today sorry folks <laughs> oh, holy fuck listen to the islanders never say die podcast your one-stop shop for islanders news analysis and opinions featuring the biggest personalities in sports podcasting tj and the grumpy old man that's right tj if you want your opinions viewed through orange and blue colored glasses from an islander bobo and charter member of the in louis trust crowd you'll love the measured commentary from tj on the other hand, if you want the unvarnished truth of a hockey purist, a genius, a legend, and an all-around great guy, the grumpy old man's insane ramblings will be just what you need to survive each and every week. An all-around great guy? Well, we also have weekly installments of Stump the Grump, an absolute fan favorite. Make sure to participate in our live streams and listen every Monday and Thursday to the bi-weekly podcast. You can find the Islanders Never Say Die podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Anyway, all right, let's you let's have... move it on here. So, okay. in stick and ring fashion, we always kind of fuck around. Normally, it only takes 25 minutes. We're at 52 minutes on the pod, and we haven't even talked sports for the final time. Yeah, um, jeez, we so, haven't even gotten there yet. So, in case you missed it, the NHL playoffs are happening. Yeah, um, <laughs> been happening. The Western conference finals and eastern conference finals are a go so we just had game one between tampa bay and new york we'll get to that in a second but the last time we recorded boys we were in we were recording in game six of the colorado and vegas series vegas ended up going on to win in seven congratulations to the vegas gold knights we're going to be playing against montreal tomorrow which is monday so e the vegas colorado series uh thoughts concerns any takes like oh big what, takes. what happened yeah. here well i i would say it's it's like a jekyll and hyde situation dude like that was that was incredible the turnaround not so much of what vegas was doing because they really had one off game and that was it with them i would say yeah and they kind of then regained their form it was more colorado where you know the fucking dominated the first round they looked like they they looked like the monsters out there. It was it was cruel what they were doing to the Blues. Absolutely. And then e- even in Game One of this of this series when Vegas was flat, that was like that was just reassurance that that what we saw in the first round was going to be much of the same of what we see in the second. Um, yeah, and then carry forward even Game Two. So they win Game Two, but they they don't deserve to win it. They get grossly yeah. outplayed. Yeah. Um, and so I th- I think at that point you say okay Vegas. Kind of, you know, kind of, kind of blue. Well, apparently, you said Vegas won in seven. I guess the, I think you said six. Or six. Like, Vegas yeah. won six. Sorry, that I was thought my... I thought you said six. I, um, no, I said seven. That's all right. So, yeah. So I mean, I, I at that point in that series, I thought because Vegas had lost that game, I thought the series was over. I didn't think it would end in four, but I thought maybe you know five or six. I thought they had blew their chance by not getting that game. Yeah. And fuck was I wrong, dude. This this just goes back to. Let, let's think of any any scenario where a team, a playoff team that's a very good regular season team and someone that's feared in the playoffs has only had really one go-to player, maybe two. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
the Flames, Johnny Goudreau didn't work out very well yeah. for many years. The yeah. same thing with the Avs now for a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, even Toronto, I know they got a few guns. It's not working out. These guys get shut down, man. And Vegas, Vegas is like a, a 12 headed monster, dude. They've got like, it, it's insane what they've got they, turning at times. So they, they have depth on depth and, and you know, the, it, it's so, it's so crazy because when I look at a team like Vegas and I look at a team like Colorado, the depth on Vegas is undeniable. But they don't have like the true superstars that Colorado has. But it almost makes you wonder, you know, do you need some like a, a game? Like, who's the game changer on Vegas? Who is it? Like, who's no. the guy that's going to steal the series? You know, I think the case could maybe be made for Marc Andre Fleury, but yeah. maybe not. I don't know. Maybe Mark. Well, Stone. and they they don't even need him to be like a steal the series because of how good their it, team is. It, exactly. So. When I look at a team like Colorado, they they need their first line to produce. Edmonton needs their first line to produce. Toronto needs their first line to produce. And yeah. Vegas just it they don't need it. They they don't. And, and it's wild to me. And and this is where I think, and we'll kind of get to Tampa Bay in a sec, but this is where Tampa Bay is just completely over the edge because they have superstars plus they have the depth to back it up, which is yeah. nuts. Like it's undeniable. Um, but you know, it was McKinnon, like he was pretty much silent in that series. He didn't really do a lot after game one. Um, yeah. and it, it's hard. And it seemed like Vegas did a really good job at shutting down Kale McCarr, not nearly giving him as much space as St. Louis did. Um, and as much as they did in game one. So it, it's interesting, but, you know, the quote that really kind of stands out to me is um, the post-game press conference after – it wasn't at, right after they left, but uh, McKinnon was the quote saying, like, I'm going into my ninth year and I haven't won shit. Yeah. So, you know, you know what I like, though, is a guy who just lost, but he's getting hungrier and hungrier. Which, you can see which, it, yeah. Which is huge. Because it's true. And and the fact that Nathan McKinnon has been in this league for nine fucking years, that's crazy to me. Oh, that's I know. It's, time flies, doesn't it? Like, to think that Colorado really only started to get good maybe three years ago, and McKinnon has been on the same team for the previous six before that, like, you really have to trust that process, um, in the words of Joel Embiid. So, <laughs> I mean, it's... It's tough for Colorado, but they're going to be back. They're they're going to. I think um, they're set up really nicely. That's for I, sure. I, I think they are. And do I think Grubauer is the answer long term? No, I, I I don't see that for Colorado. I think he's a. I think he's actually kind of old. Is he not? Like he's I, in his thirties. You think so? I don't think he's young. Um, he's not 29. old. Like he's not. He's twenty nine. So I and mean, for a goalie, that's pretty young still. Yeah, for a goalie, it's pretty young. But, I mean, as soon as you turn 30, like, you're kind of, on, like, you're supposed to be kind of entering your prime. And, and Grubauer had a great year. I mean, he's a Vezina Trophy candidate, which is huge. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think just if you can shut down, and this is the easiest saying that everyone says about these kind of first-line teams, is if you shut down their first line, like, you can win. Yeah. And that's what And that's what Vegas does, right? Like, they neutralize your first line because they're so good defensively. And then their second and third lines provide so much secondary scoring that you don't really have a chance. 
And even when you fuck up, you still have flower. You still have the yeah. flower backing you up. So, yeah. I mean, his resume speaks for itself. So, Vegas, man, like, I it, was I shocked that Vegas won in six? Yeah, honestly, I actually thought it would be a close series. I knew Colorado wasn't going to walk them. I knew Vegas wasn't – I wasn't expecting them to walk them, but they did. They got flat out outplayed. Little, yeah, a little gentleman sweep there. Mm-hmm. Fuck, fucked them right up. Um, did you happen to catch this interview question that a yeah. reporter asked? Yeah, that so <laughs> I, and, and we won't touch on Raffle, it. Raffle, have you seen it? I, I sent it. Uh, yeah, I watched it. I checked it out. As soon as it came out, I sent it to Raph because I knew that we were talking about it in previous uh, two episodes ago. And I'm like, exhibit A of bad media questions. Like, dude, like, and just what the fuck, man? Like, what are you doing? Well, I mean, actually, I can't hate on it that much because I kind of loved it. Like, it was kind of fucking hilarious. No, yeah. Can we reiterate the question? So if anybody hadn't seen it, they now know what it is. It was, it was pretty much the reporter asking Nathan McKinnon, it's like, Hey, you know, when you go into next season, do you just say like, fuck it, not think as much. That's, that's pretty much. Oh, and, what and on top of that, he was like, he did not have his question figured out before he was asking. No, he was like, no. he was like, Oh, Nathan, like, you know, I'm looking at this team and I'm trying to figure it out. And like, I'm sure you're trying to figure it out and just tell me if I'm right or on the right track. But like, do you ever just like, do you guys just want to say like, fuck it and just not think about it? <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, dude. What, yeah. And what do and you want him to tell- say? Who let this guy ask that question? Who okayed this? And and that's the thing. And you know what, though? I'm kind of glad he asked it because it's just the cherry on top of mine and Elijah's standpoint of mainstream media and just like post-game press conference. And and it was so ironic that we had recorded and talked about this topic with the French Open and, and that is asked. So yeah, it's it, which is so interesting because like some guys like, and this is that perfect example is um, some some people just in those post-game press conferences, like they just they don't know what's going on. They don't even know why they're there. They're just trying to get like a headline. They're trying to yeah. get a quote. And I think there was another one. And I don't know if it was actually from the French Open, not this year, but maybe like five or six years ago. Or it was from a tennis tournament. But some fucking guy asked the loser of the match how, how did oh, they feel winning? Yeah. I think yeah. it was like Gabriel Monfils. He's a French. He's a French tennis player. Gail Monfils, and, yeah, yeah, Gail Monfils. And he goes into the mic and he's like, "I lost." And he <laughs> instantly looks at the media rep next to him. He's like, "He's like, why am I like? He's like, why am I here?" So yeah. it's it's just a whirlwind of just shitty shittiness. And you could tell by Nathan McKinnon's reaction. He was literally like. Like, what are we doing here? Like, what the fuck? Like, wh- why Why yeah. do you guys want to interview me right now? Like, what do you guys want? Like, we got killed. You know what I mean? Like, that's the end of it. So, yeah. like, that, that yeah. was, it was funny, but it just kind of reiterated my and Elijah's point of, like, that was, like, the pinnacle of just oh. the worst question. I but, Josh, it was, it was so bad that it was good. Like, yeah, if we, absolutely. if we had, if we had to form the way that media is going to be, I still want that. I actually want that guy there. I want him front and center every interview because yeah. he's yeah, going to get me a sound bite. That guy's fucking legendary. Keep yeah. him around. But yeah. I mean, the fact is, is that he represents a lot of what media is nowadays. Maybe they don't stumble over their words and, and create what a sound bite he does, but you're right in that. That's kind of what it is. A lot of the times it's a, it's yeah. a question asking an answer of like, what the fuck do you expect someone to say? 
Yeah. Um, exactly. Either hey. way, we we've beat that drum a lot. Um, what was I going to say? We can, we can move on if you want. Yeah, I just want to quickly say this because I might even I might even like intentionally say this to try and clip it later, but. This is to all, once again, my like angry address to Canucks fan per episode. Happens usually once. Um, this is a shout out to all you fucking dreamers about being a fans of a hockey team. Is that, as you can now see, two full rounds into this playoffs, we've had teams like Edmonton, teams like Toronto, teams like Colorado, teams like, what's another stacked team that didn't do very well? Is there any other ones that I'm missing? Uh, Boston. Yeah, yeah, they... they definitely like they, they almost they were close i would say that they i don't want to say they failed because they they almost got to this, the, florida, the third round right florida was another one florida okay so these are all teams that this entire canucks fan base is saying carolina another one it's all these things they're saying they're they're ripping on jim benning and they're ripping on just like the way this team's built with all the contracts all the fourth liners look open your head open your eyes dude these teams that are supposedly built perfectly also don't win. Like, mm. like I hate to say it, in the end of the day, we had just as a successful season as Colorado did. And mm. actually, for all those fucking biters out there who love draft picks so much, I guess we had a better season because we didn't win and we get a better draft pick. Sure, let's go that route. The fact is, you you really you really don't know. And and broadcasters mentioned this about Tampa is that the only reason their team is as good as it is is because of patience. Like, dude, Hedman's been in the league for like 13 years now or something yeah. like that. It's been a well, I mean, full Kucherov, long of a time. Kucherov is 29. Dude, he, like... He only started to get good when he was like 26. Yeah, and people are out here like just absolutely burning the city down because they're flying planes with, with banners in the sky because because we're not winning cups when... Or we're not making we're not making it to the third round when Pedersen, Hughes, and, and all these guys are all less than 24 years old. It's yeah. like... How fucking dumb are you? You need to open up your eyes and realize that if you have a good team, okay, you did. You just did the hardest part. Now the easiest part is watching them grow. That's that's in my opinion what this team needs to do year after year for the next two to three years. Watch this team grow. So that's that's my rant. I'm done now. Thank you for bearing with me. I I think the other side of it though is, and and this is uh, talking about uh, Ryan Whitney on. spin chicklets is he was addressing Montreal fans because Montreal fans hate him now because he yeah. just he doesn't believe in the Habs. Um but what he was saying though was you know for all the Montreal fans out there and and I have to agree I'm not saying I'm rooting against them because like they, they still had to play to get here but have they kind of gotten a little bit of luck? Yeah. Totally I mean, you didn't have to play against John Tavares in the first round. So that's a second line all star center. Probably and a first you, line on most most first teams. First line, yeah, first line on probably like ninety percent of NHL teams. So you didn't really have to play against him. Okay, cool, fine. You get to the second round. Well, you lose Shifley for four games. So, and again, like obviously, if you swept, like I think Shifley, obviously, like you know him not being there in the first four games, I think obviously helped the Canadians win. I don't think he was a deciding factor. Um, but when, when, like, you still, like, that's a little bit of luck. You know, at the end of the day, you still have to beat the team. You still have to outplay them. I'm not denying that. I'm not taking away anything from Montreal's victories. But when you look at that, there are certain intangibles that have come into play. It's like, okay, well, 
there's always going to be the what if factor, but we don't we don't give a shit about the what ifs. It didn't happen, so it's only speculation at that point. However, yeah. you you can obviously any true hockey fan knows that when you're playing a team and John Tavares is not in the lineup or Mark Scheifele is not in the lineup, that is a big hit. You know, totally. it's just like if Connor McDavid were to get hurt and Winnipeg still swept Edmonton, there'd be so many Edmonton fans saying, oh, we lost because we didn't have McDavid, when really he was there and you still got swept. So clearly, like, he's not that big of a factor, apparently. However, yeah. the conversation can be had. So, like, I think it. there's always teams that just need – they need a little bit of luck to yeah. win, you know? You, you can't oh, – you, you have to have the luck. You, you have to. There's, there's always going to be a questionable call, whether it's a goal or, you know, maybe a questionable – penalty that puts your team on the power play and you get the game-winning goal because of that there's just little things or like the goalie having a bad game you know um it was in the semi-final where um it was the shitty goal on i always forget the carolina goalie not mrazic who's the other one nadelkovich nadelkovich like that one that squeezed in from him hugging the post like I'm not saying that that decides the series, but it decides the outcome of that game, which can in turn affect the momentum of future games played. So, and and again, like it's all just speculation, but teams that win, like you need those bounces. You need it. It's impossible to say that you don't. You know, you can't win on skill alone. I don't believe that. Agreed. All right. Uh, Real quick, let's wrap up some hockey talk by saying, um, by jumping into today's game real quick. And maybe we'll make a quick mention of the series to come uh, tomorrow with Montreal yeah. and Vegas. Um, so the Islanders, can you just really quickly tell me if they have, if today's performance has encouraged you to believe they have a chance? Because Dude, many honestly, people are not giving them a chance in this game or in this series at all. Dude, honestly, like the way that the Islanders are playing, if the Islanders somehow beat Tampa Bay and the Islanders go on to win the Stanley Cup, like Matt Barzell is he he's writing uh what's contract at like he well he's a he's a rfa at the end of this year i think or a ufa one of the two if the islanders win the cup or at least go to the cup and if they win it that guy is probably gonna be the highest if not the second highest paid player in the nhl no he won't i'll strongly disagree with you there no are you joking there's no chance there he won't be Easily, I'll, I'll I'll easily hop off that oh, bandwagon. Dude. Oh, dude, I don't know, man. <clears throat> he's in the Are first you... year of a three-year, seven million dollar per contract, so he's not up for it for another th- two seasons after this one. Oh, but e- oh, even if contract? even if you gave me, yeah, because oh, he he okay. took a bridge yeah. deal, much like Besser. Okay, then um, I'll, I'll retract that. Okay, I thought he was an RFA this year. Yeah, I, I I said that, but I I was he was an RFA before, and then he signed this deal. Right. So okay, never mind. Doing I'll what a lot of guys do. But even even <clears throat> you know what? Even theoretically, I'll give you I'll I'll give you a little bite here. Even theoretically, if he was a free agent as of this year, I had a conversation with our friend at the bar earlier today about the same thing. Um, I don't think he would get paid more than nine million. Oh, I, I don't see it. Dude. I I don't see you can't like. So here's the here's the first point. The Islanders sure as shit ain't paying him more than nine because that's just not the way the team's built. If they did win the cup, or even if they made it past this round, that the reason they make it is not because of Matt Barzell. It's it's mostly because of Barry Trotz, I suppose. 
into he's just everything's tied across the board as reasons they make it. Their goaltending's great. Defense is just playing out of its mind. The forward group just plays as a unit. Like yeah, I I don't know, man. I mean, you look at Barzell. He he is the heart and soul of that offense. I I I, I don't that. I don't think as big dude, of a gap as you make it out dude, to be though. In the team in playoff points. Okay, so but like even Brock Nelson, like when it comes if, to that big game, if Barzell is a UFA at the end of this year. Hypothetically, he's getting is, paid. He's getting this paid. is this and is he's the thing paid like above eleven million bucks a year. No he's chance. Paid. There's no chance. And it, I don't think anyone would give him eleven. The thing is, some team out there will give him ten to ten and a half. I don't disagree with that. There is someone out there that would that would fumble fuck their their pen and paper and do that, but. Yeah. Any any smart team would, if even if they had the cap space, would not pay that man more than nine. Let, let, let me ask you this: Who who do you think's better, Jack Eichel or Matt Barzell? Oof, I think the way like it's who all exposure. It's right all now? if I had to choose, if both of them were going to a they're like both, a, they're both UFAs and they both yeah. want to time with your team. Who are you? Choosing? Yeah, I suppose I'm taking Matt like Barzell. He's just she's shown more. Okay, like, so then okay, so then look yeah. at Eichel's contract. I see it. I see where you're going with it. Yeah. I see I see where you're going with it. I don't know, man. I just I I guess I guess I go the route of the player is a beneficiary of the structure. The structure that Torts has given. Now this is opposite to what a lot of people think because his structure limits him from scoring points. Mm -hmm. But also I believe that the structure that Barry Trotz has put in place has allowed him to be on a successful team. That yeah. his play style, if he was the if he was the alpha on a team, his play style would not be indicative of a successful team. Yeah, yeah, and, and again, how it I, is. I think Barry Trotz obviously has like a lot of, you know, a lot of pull in that locker room, and he's an unreal coach. I mean, you know, this is his second year in New York, but two years ago he won the cup with Washington. You know, so there's obviously a trend there, um, yeah. but. I don't know, man. I, I look at New York and they are a wagon, but Barzell is the spearhead of that. Yeah, However, totally. it's it's credit though. There's there definitely needs to be some credit to Barry Trotz. And just the way his systems ran, the way his offenses ran, the way his power plays ran, everything. Um so yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting question, but totally. I think Barzell, like if he won the cup and he was a UFA and he was the con smith winner, that guy's easily getting Plus ten and a half million bucks a year. Nice, good, good yeah. talk. Okay, why don't we? Why don't you finish up by giving me any adjusted prediction for how this series is going to go, and then just give me a brief statement on how you think the the Knights and the the Canadians is going to play out. I mean, listen, listening to listening to Chicklets, it was actually interesting because Biz thinks that the Islanders have way more depth than and the Lightning, and yeah. I, I I don't know. I mean, it's. After today's game, like the Islanders will wait you out, man. They will wait you out. It's like a sniper. It's a camper in Call of Duty. They will wait. They will wait all game, and then they will take their chance when it comes, and they have no problem doing that. Um, You know, that's what I would say. But Tampa Bay, man, I think Vasilevsky had a bit of an off day today. I don't think we'll see it again. Um, I just – I didn't like just kind of the way he played. He just kind of seemed – out of position sometimes and he's the best goalie in the world right now. So I'm going to say Tampa and six. All right. Fair. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to go 
I'm gonna have to if I was if I was able to change my prediction, I'm going New York in seven, dude. I love the way this team's playing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> really quickly about the Knights and Canadians, I got one word. It's gonna be ugly. <laughs> it's gonna be ugly what Vegas does to Montreal. It's gonna be a fucking <laughs> peewee team against a grown man, grown ass man team. Like yeah, that's what we're, I, I think that's what we're in for, dude. Dude, that's what everyone has said about Montreal this entire time. <clears throat> yeah, everyone says, and. I just, I look at Montreal and, oh yeah, this is going to be their, I don't know if it's going to be the hardest opponent, I would say. I don't think it is because obviously if they win, they still have to go to the Stanley Cup final and play either the Islanders or fucking Tampa Bay. Um, But it's, to me, I think Price is only going to be able to take so much. Um, He's going to have to steal a couple games. He's going to have to steal two. I believe in the Montreal offense that Flurry might actually have a bit of an off game, but yeah. I don't know, man. I I want to ride Montreal, I really do. So I think I'm gonna say Montreal in six. Okay, have fun with that one, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. We've been talking. We've been we've been yapping for a little while here. Um, do we have time to talk French Open? Can I talk some French Open and a little tennis real quick? I mean, let's wrap up at. We got four minutes for tennis. We'll wrap up at an okay. hour and 20. Easy. So today, woke up at 6 a.m., watched Sitsi Pass versus Djokovic. Fuck, man. That's those just some. That's hard for my tongue to do what I just did. Welcome um, to the European names, dude. Yeah, seriously. Stefanos versus Novak. Serbia versus Greece. 6 a.m., Elijah versus Sleep. It was actually so fun. <laughs> it was a four-hour, like four-hour, 20-minute match or something like that. Uh, I loved it. It was an instant classic, which is my new favorite term in sports. If you see the word instant classic next to a game, next to a round of golf, uh, a series, anything like that, that is like, I, I would rewatch that not live. Like I would rewatch that having known the outcome of that, that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's what this was, was today. It was a five set thriller. Stefanos goes up two Oh, he's so this guy, <clears throat> let's lay the scene real quick for you. Quick. Stefanos is 22. He's first grand slam appearance. Final appearance, sorry. Novak is 34. He's won nine or he's won 18 Grand Slams before today. So it's like he's got all the experience. Stefanos jumps out to a two nothing set set lead. He absolutely he plays out of he plays he's completely clinical. Novak struggles a lot, lots of unforced errors. Sitsi Pass is hitting aces too. He's hitting bombs for serves, and he's got the young legs. Like he's I think he's like six foot three. He's got wingspan and speed. He's all over the place. But something happens, dude, in the third set where you know it was just so even in the first set i should mention this in the first set they're going toe to toe and they end up at 5-5 and uh how does it go sorry they end up at 4-4 and city pass is serving and so in tennis a big aspect is breaking the other server if you get a break point and you win that break point that's a huge thing like you have now taken control of that series because you can just serve out so novak breaks him He's up 5-4. He's serving for the set. And something happens when he sits down. He loses his focus. Sitsi Pass comes back, wins that game, wins the tiebreak. Complete change of momentum. The next event in this match was what I want to talk about. So it goes into the third set. And you could tell, like, like Stefanos is intense, dude. He is, like, so laser-focused and so... But he's also young. He's so uh-huh. young. And he's you could tell he's in a position of power in this match. He's in a position of huge leverage. He, it's almost it's almost like he started the game. He had nothing to lose. Just go out there and play your game. You have nothing to lose. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you get such a big lead 
that no, dude, now you have all the pressure on you. Like you should not blow a two sets to nothing lead, no matter who you're playing. Yeah. And dude, you could just see something happens to him because Novak comes out. I think he breaks to start the set or he breaks the second game, one of the two. And he comes out and now he's normal Novak. He's hitting shots. He's, mm. he's, he is not hitting any errors. And you could just see as that set unravels, Stefano starts talking to himself. And he starts, he starts like, you know, what we do when we golf and we say, like, you're yeah. a fucking idiot. Like, fuck yeah. you, Elijah. He starts snowballing a little ball. bit. Yeah. And the yeah. snowballer starts rolling, dude. Third set, a wipe. Fourth set, not really that close either. And dude, like you could just tell as the fourth set goes along, because once you go to the fifth deciding set, dude, you're in this game still. Like mm-hmm. this is a you're in this game, just be in the moment. And you could just see it in his face, dude. He was so in his own head at that moment. I haven't seen that in a while from like a professional level player. Mm-hmm. I don't watch a ton of tennis, but like that was just electric to me. Isn't it fascinating though that you know there's so much information out there, there's so much specialty coaching out there, there's so much everything, preparation that you can do. But- at but the in end the end of it, game. you're still 22 years old. Yeah. Like you yeah. still, even if people tell you, hey, man, young people in these positions, they always get so frustrated. Don't do that to yourself. You cannot avoid it. You literally can't. It's fine. Regardless, like you still have a whole career ahead of you after that. You know what I mean? It's yes. not like this is the end of your career, which I think people get way too into their heads about, right? Yeah. Totally. I, I watched the final set between them and it, it just comes down to the experience and yeah you know like you said like there's so many coaches for everything you pay them millions of dollars yeah. you know like i think when we were doing that whole news article thing i said that lebron james spends two million dollars on physical fitness each year okay cool that's awesome but at the end of the day when you're hitting a buzzer beater from beyond the arc lebron still has to hit it yeah. Does- doesn't matter about anything else you just have how much money you spent on anything you 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 just have to make your shot like you got to get it done and the only person you're battling is your own fucking brain which is such a mind twist in itself people can tell you everything they want but at the end of the day you're there with your own thoughts and you are deciding the outcome and it's just it's so the brain is such an interesting thing because like (laughs) because you hit a shot and if it doesn't work, your brain's like, well, why did you do that? Yeah. It's like, well, I don't fucking know. And then like, yeah. it just, like you said, it just fucking snowballs. You know what the I mean? War is on at that you point. You have all the preparation. You have all the coaching. You have every all the tools to be successful, but you don't execute. And it's yeah, just like, yeah. well, why? And dude, Novak Djokovic, man, 19 fucking grand slams. Number after 19. Today. And can Good the for him. be made if he is the GOAT? He he needs to pass Federer, man. He needs to. He so needs this to. is the thing. So Federer's is, four. This, he's forty. What what I would say though, and, and I love that because Novak is six years younger, and oh, Federer yeah. is still somewhat competitive. But dude, this is the same comparison that Brady has had to Joe Montana. <laughs> this is what that is. Except yeah. Joe Montana in the scenario is still fucking playing. He's still actually being really effective. Yeah. Nonetheless, though, like Joker is coming up, man. He's he's not done. He's not done. And I watched this guy as a kid. My grandpa loves tennis, and we would always watch Federer, and we'd watch Nadal. And I remember when Joker came in; he was a rookie. And my grandpa's like, "This guy's gonna be good. Like he's so good. He's young. 
He's got a huge wingspan. He serves really quickly. And I didn't really think anything of it, but holy shit, like, you know, 10 years later, here we are. So it, it, it's nuts, man. Um, and yeah. I think the conversation, I don't think it can be had yet, but Joker is well on his way, easily well on his way. And there's still two majors just this year. We still have the U.S. Open and we still have Wimbledon. So anything can happen. Seriously, I can't wait for that conversation. I'm down to have a, a longer one one day about it because I'm big team Novak on this one, I think. Love that. <clears throat> All right. Um, guys, I think that wraps it up. Um, Is that it? I that's think it. that's it. Let the emotions hit you. Just let it all fucking flood in all at once. Stick and rink. What do we say? How do how do you play? How do you do a play on words to say goodbye on stick and rink? Well, stick it in the grave. It. It's done. Oh yeah, there oh, it is. I like that. Stick a fork in it. Okay, not so much. That's pretty good. All right. I mean, sure. I think the biggest thing is is just a thank you to all the listeners. That have yeah, supported us. Yeah. Um, obviously, we're we're not stopping. We're doing our own thing, but it's it's been fun, man. I mean, I think obviously the three of us. I think the the past two years have actually helped us grow, not just as kind of a team, but also as individual podcasters and what we actually want um, from creating content. And I think THPN and Stick and Rink actually really taught us that. And it just kind of helped us understand the world that we're in in terms of sports and recording and just everything. But it's it's been awesome. I've enjoyed. Yeah. I would say a big shout out to Dylan and Isha, the guys from the network that approached us about doing this. I think yep. you know where we are now, deciding it's kind of time for a change, is mm -hmm. is totally not indicative of the last two years and how much fun we had doing it. Yep. Um, like it was it through especially through a pandemic and trying to figure out like how the hell to do it and and how to pivot and, and figure things out. Those guys are so helpful throughout an entire process of this. Uh, they've been nothing but great to us. All the people from the network too, if you guys hear this as well, uh, you guys are gems. Any experience I ever had or we ever had with, you know, Corey and Richie or Tom or any of the guys from different different shows, the Hockey Troll, those guys as well. Jordy, fuck, I could, I could keep going. There's, there's just... Yeah, in the dome guy. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah. Fuck, man. There's like I, I, I'll forget. I'll easely forget more. There's, there's no chance I don't. But uh, thank you to them for kind of treating us as family. That was awesome. Yeah. I think honestly, the biggest thank you for me goes out to kind of our, our friend, like all of the listeners for sure. And I, I kind of got to know some of the ones that I didn't know before this show. But I think it's also the people in our lives that have been supporting the show and in, in many different ways, whether it be part of the live streams and the Twitch chats, all of those, like, you know, trying to, and, and keeping up with all the different changes we make and all the different attempts we have at things. Uh, but yeah, the real life people out there that, that we meet. And if, if you're not one of those real life people and you, and I don't know you yet, introduce yourself before we start moving on. Cause I want to take you with us wherever we go next. Yeah. And honestly, I think it's, you know, obviously the listeners and, um, you know, the immediate friend group that have always kind of just, indirectly like shouted us out just made a joke it's like hey stick and rank like let's go you know like yeah. those are those are the things that you know kind of keep us going and keep us inspired and obviously want to make us you know better in terms of content creation and and always trying to create the humor and laughs in the sports world and just in the daily the daily world news that stick and rank has always provided us with the hot takes and whatnot so mm -hmm. thankful for those guys oh yeah Raph, any words? 
No, dude. Thank you to everybody. Obviously, all the listeners is absolutely fucking huge. Every single guest that we've ever brought on, and that's like always yeah. encouraged us. Like even like if you think about all the sports center like TSN guys that we've brought on, they're just like, hey, you're sports doing a great center, job. Yeah, yeah sports center's yeah. right. They've been just pumping our tires ever since we interviewed them, and it's it's I don't know. It's always nice to hear somebody who's been in the industry telling you that you're doing a really good job. You know. Yeah. It's yeah. like obviously big shout out to you two for keeping this thing going the whole time, like talking about sports nonstop. So that's absolutely <laughs> fucking massive. But oh no, yeah. Giant thanks to yeah. everybody. All right, boys. Yeah, well, thanks. Yeah. Thanks to you guys as well. Hey, thanks to the boys, to the fellas. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't have a drink, but next time we see each other, we'll cheers. Mm-hmm. We're, right, getting we'll cheers right, <laughs> yeah, we're getting down. Yeah, we're getting down. All right. Down. Uh, I, before I, this kind of, horrible timing on my part since we just said goodbye but where to find us next just stay tuned to all of our channels all of our socials everything like that for the next couple of weeks we're gonna be making a couple of like teaser announcements and stuff like that and then we'll eventually we'll eventually direct everyone on where they can find us and our work upcoming um yeah and you will you will not go without being told so don't worry about that oh yeah hell yeah all right, all right guys boy. that's it adios oh harder baby